Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA, this is SoFloRadio.com. I'm a huge admirer of the Bill of Rights. Even if it was written before African Americans or Native Americans or Asians or Latinos or women had the right to vote, still they had the right idea. So it's taken a couple hundred years to work out the kinks. Big deal. The important thing is now all of our rights are virtually guaranteed thanks to this one vitally important document. Even if we don't have a clue what it actually says, I mean, let's face it, who's read the Bill of Rights? Though maybe if we reimagined it, you know, as like a, an iPhone app, or um, like if we tattooed it across Kim Kardashian's tuchus, Americans might pay more attention. Maybe if we added zombies. People love zombies. I love zombies. So let's see. Uh, how should we start this thing? I guess we could all stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance like we did in school. That would be, um, I guess that would maybe not be the best way to celebrate free speech making everybody say the same thing that's uh and then there's that pesky under god part that's bound to piss some people off so that's out um but then again you can't have free speech in this country without pissing some people off right and, and let's be honest a few of those people deserve it in fact the original framers of the bill of rights had a word for these people um they called them assholes hey get up brothers don't sit there with your head hanging down Hey, get up, brothers! I know the ghetto have got you down. But there's something I want to say to you. Hey, get up, brothers! Do any dance that's grooving to you. Yeah, man! And that's how you start off the Very groovy. Very groovy. Groovy action. And before little Sarah Silverman, you like that action? I, I like Sarah Silverman. You both do. Well, She's a honey bunny. She funny, on point. Cute. I really, I like her little bunny teeth. Cute nose. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a very special, <laughs> earlier than usual, July it, it 4th is special. Day. And if I had my druthers, this would be the permanent start time. You don't seem to really like it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not a morning person, and by morning I mean any time <laughs> before four o'clock in the afternoon. By morning I mean when the right. sun is off. You go to the early bird for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That that whole Mickey D's breakfast all day thing. Okay, I literally that's a holiday for me now. The day that started, that's now that's my Independence Day. Okay, dead serious. Welcome to the Groove of Down, everybody. Hope you're having a great July 4th out there. Gonna get your barbecue swirl on, get your blowing shit up <laughs> swirl on. I'll tell you, there. Are, I have lived in places where they just go fireworks bananas. You know, it's it's like, fireworks bananas. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Where can you buy those? Blow Do they up sell some... those in Dania? Or do I have to go to South Carolina? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you have to go to Nevada. You know, oh, that's Of course, every group Don centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in and downloading here in America and around the world, y'all. Big special shout out to the men and women in uniform who make sure that I can say what I want to say, play what I want to play. That's what we love about independence, baby. That's what we love about freedom. The right, as Sarah Silverman said, to piss people off. That is my right. And I'm starting to get pretty good at it, I think. 
So happy 2.40 to Uncle Sam over there. Um, you know, we got an early start so you and I can get our get out of here. And go We've to got we, cues to go to. we got shit to do, baby. Barbecues. But before we hit the trail, yeah. lots of stuff to get to today, including but not limited to a little Brexitology. There's Brexitology. Now we got Brexitology. We're going to try and do a li- I've got a little bit of an analysis of this. It's just going to make everybody go, I don't get it. And that's okay because you're not supposed to get it. You're supposed to go and look it up. I do the homework so you don't have to. Now you're going to have to do some homework because it's important. You should literally get out there and figure out what God's name is going on and stop taking everybody else's word for it. Do your own homework. All right. Nice to see Bill Maher getting on the uh, Tony C. Kansas, Louisiana. Got he, he, up he listens. Writing. He takes notes. He, yeah, obviously. I mean, this is a man who is obviously paying attention to the groove of time, going back and studying it, as, as everybody should. Also, uh, I'm going to give you a little, uh, a little update on what happens when you live in a place that doesn't have freedom and you decide to speak out. Okay. Mm. And I'm talking about, I don't know, Russia. <laughs> okay. There was an interesting what? thing there about it. Uh, better. Yeah, there's nothing better than having one of the guys who, who runs a portion of the, you know, runs a, you know, whatever, a, a county in Russia says something, gets arrested, thrown in jail, and the guy who's the head of, like, PR for Russia goes, this, of course, was not political. That's, that's the statement. It wasn't political. I was like, really? What was it then? They caught him taking a $450,000 bribe. Yeah. Okay, I don't, know, Russian, don't get me started on the Russians. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't put anything past them. For four hundred fifty thousand, can I buy the whole fucking oh, country? With all due respect to the business across the street. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, exactly. All of that is going to be, of course, ensconced neatly in the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. And two hours. Yeah, I have a feeling we're coming in right at the two-hour mark today. I have a feeling we're going to be... Yeah, can uh, ring the bell? Ring the bell? Oh, we're going to be able to ring there. I think we're going to be able to ring the bell today. It's just past noon. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Any only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. You know what that means? It is just past 6 o'clock in the morning. Rise and shine, brah! Out on the big island over there where they really... Not real big fans of July the 4th. That's a whole other thing. They're... Yeah. (laughs) For, for them, it's it's not quite the holiday it is here on the mainland. And uh, just past 7 o'clock in, uh, well, some countries that are in the EU and others that aren't. i just like yeah. to give a special shout-out to Rebecca Celeste, who no longer lives in Turkey. Thank God! She's now in Portugal. So she's gone from a place where she can get blown up to a place where she can use drugs legally. I'm going to say that's an improvement. Stepping up. Stepping it up, baby. Yo, you about ready to kick this puppy off? I'm ready. All right. Saddle up and stick around on July the 4th. Freedom Groove of Tears. Yeah, it's Thin Lizzy with bad, bad reputation. reputation. Far out, man. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. 
Johnny, and I'm trying to relax. You know, yeah. I got uh, I go to Las Vegas next week. The resorts after that. I got an album coming out, a movie coming out. I'm working very hard. Yeah. Well, you know, my father, he was a workaholic. Really? Oh yeah. You mentioned work. He got drunk. I did. <laughs> well, I finally solved my drinking problem. I joined Alcoholics Anonymous. You know? Yeah, I still drink. I use a different name. That's all. <laughs> problem is I, I drink too much, way too much. Yeah. I get my doctor a urine specimen. There was an olive in it. <laughs> hey, when I drink, I don't know what I'm doing. I was loaded one item into a gay bar. Ooh, it was ridiculous. There was 15 guys for every guy. <laughs> this was on full. Yeah. This was on full. Yeah. on full. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm never lucky in bars. Uh, I saw a sign of a one bar. It said topless, bottomless. I went inside. There was no one there. <laughs> That made it easy. I mean, nothing works, sir. You had to start to look out for number one, and I stepped to number two. <laughs> and smoking, that's another one. Yeah. Try to stop smoking, that's a beauty, huh? Well, with cigarettes, my wife and I, we made a deal, my wife and I. We yeah. only smoke after sex. I've got the same pack now since 1975. <laughs> what bothers me is my wife. She's up to three packs a day. <laughs> the truth and my wife and I we never have sex no. now we get undressed we can't stop laughing you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what when my wife does have sex she screams Ooh, especially when I walk in on her Ooh. <laughs> now you can I know my wife cheats on me every time I come home the parrot says quick out the window you know <laughs> My kids, they don't help either. No know. good, huh? Ooh, no. My kids, they're real smart kids I got, you know. Yeah. But the other day I told my kid, I said, someday you'll have children of your own. He said, so are you. <laughs> no, I, got, I got a mean kid, a very mean kid. He scotch tastes warm to the sidewalk, then watches the birds get hernia. Are you kidding me? Mean kid. Mean kid. And my daughter, too. She's no bargain either, my daughter. you kidding me? Well, she's been picked up so many times, she's starting to grow handles. I mean, you're kidding. Her graduation book, her picture is horizontal. It's ridiculous. My daughter, they call her Federal Express, you know. What's that? Yeah, when she goes to a guy's apartment, she absolutely positively has to be there over I mean, I'll tell you some trouble with kids. They play around so young today, very young. I was talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. You know my doctor? Yeah. Well, he told me last week in his office he got six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right now, you know. <laughs> 
Oh, he's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. Oh, hey, you're kidding. I asked him if my heart was strong enough to sex. He told me not if I join in, you know? <laughs> oh, it's right, Doc. But everyone wants love. Love is the answer, John. Everyone's looking so. for love. Deep love. A lifetime of deep love, you know? I'm looking for a shallow half hour, you know? Why, <laughs> what? I start strong, but I peter right out.
fun, yes, I took a trip to find about the ways of big city. CD bars and drugs to make the bills shitty, pretty older women in skirts. Conversation frisky, drinking cigarettes and plenty of bourbon whiskey. Sad classic music on the jukebox of doom. Hollywood Boulevard, bar fly, fall of room. Doom of lost souls, some beyond salvage, some just having fun. Opening the steam ballads, I was one becoming the other. Helping to discover how to pull up the razor or else rather take a brother all the way and then you're scared. You wanna be unprepared. Right people in high place, time for you to speak up. 
the tree keep like any other. Don't take no side. Beer. Yeah, people in high places. That is from Ja is real. Heidi Selassie say I and I Lord of Lords, King of Kings, ever loving, ever fearful. But uh, good music right there, Burning Spear. That is uh, Ja is real. It came out in 2008. These guys have like a 30 year history of putting out dynamite reggae. So you go out and get any Burning Spear record, and they're all going to be good. I, I was talking, I was telling you, I have, an, I have a folder, every single song. All, they all sound the same, and they all sound good, <laughs> which is fine with me. I mean, if you like that thing, and I do, fabulous. Before that, one of our favorites, we love 311. Yes, we do. We do. Who doesn't? At least, at least the first couple of CDs. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> they started, their first three were fantastic. And then and the after rest that, just sounds, sounds like the, same. the same. Yeah, yeah it like all it, sounds it, like it the really first three. That's yeah. from their third one, the self-titled 311. That was, their third album was the self-titled one. Right. <laughs> so they finally got around to that. I'm taking a page out of Zeppelin, I think, you know, something like that. Before that, going way back there, Fuzzy Duck. That's a band out of England uh, from 1971. These guys were kind of a progressive rock band that, for a second, people were into. And then... They just drifted away into Never Neverland. There was nobody of importance in the band that went on to anything else. That's uh, Time Will Be Your Doctor. It's from their initial release, Fuzzy Duck. I think they have one other album that came out after that. That one came out in 71. Before that, The Master. You can't go wrong. Rodney Dangerfield on Johnny Carson. It's funny stuff. Just, really. He is. Everything, this guy, every, everything that is out there by this guy prior to 1990 is a winner. Yeah, and most of the stuff after 1990 is a winner. You know, the best thing about him being on Johnny Carson when he would do stuff like that is that you would get two sets from Randy. You would get he would come on out, he'd do three or four minutes, mm-hmm. then Johnny, of course, brings him on over to the chair, and you get another six or seven minutes because Johnny's going to sit down and let him let him tell whatever else he's written, and that's what this is all in the chair. None of this is you know he's just right. sitting there talking with Johnny. Johnny is the perfect because Johnny mm-hmm. is a comedian's comedian. Yeah. He knows how to get it right. And when they go out and look up any episode of Dangerfield on Carson, it will brighten your yeah. day. It will make your day better. It will put a smile on your face. Before that, Quantic Soul Orchestra walking through tomorrow. That's from Stampede. I played some other stuff uh, from that album. That came out in 2003. Will Holland, who is, uh, he's got a whole bunch of bands. But this is the one that I really like, Quantic Soul Orchestra. He's, the the singer in that though we the first thing I said to you and you were like yeah and it sounds like Bill Withers got yeah, that Bill Withers nice. sound going on I mean that voice 
Sounds like Bill Withers. He really, really does. And kicking sure off does. the set. Yeah, baby. Thin Lizzy, bad reputation from bad reputation. I know. I just couldn't quite remember it as we were kicking off the show. I'm, I'm not used to this early starting time. It's really discombobulating me. I got to tell you right now. So, what went on this week? Well, there, were, you know, there's a lot of stuff that did go on recently, and I'm not going to pay attention to most of it because I just don't have it in me right now. But there were a few people that passed away. Uh, Ellie Vizal. Uh, just passed away. And that was the yes, guy. Uh, you know, he's... He, if there's an upstairs, he's going to it, pal. Okay, let me tell you that right now. It's a good man right there. Also, people passed away. Scotty Moore, um, Elvis Presley's guitar player, passed away. That that sound that Elvis Presley got on all of those fantastic <laughs> early recordings, mm-hmm. Scotty Moore was there from the start. He played, God, I don't know how many... Mm-hmm. albums with him but a lot of them and i brought this up last week because he was very ill and then he did pass away bernie worrell uh finally succumbed to cancer um out in the west coast somewhere near seattle i believe and um you know i was i'll probably say something about that later i said a little bit about it last week but the volume of incredible music that this guy uh is involved in is almost mind-boggling, um, the sheer amount of bands. I actually have something uh, that he was in called Praxis, which was um, Bill Laswell's uh, kind of, he, he would put this band together, and it's Bill Laswell, Bernie Worrell, Bootsy Collins, and Brain, uh, what's his name, Brain, the drummer from Primus. And they got the DJ Bam Bam from the Jungle Brothers. So I've got Jungle Brothers and that, Oh, coming up later. So there's a bit of a tie in there. I had fun yesterday. I'll tell you, uh, baseball yesterday. There was a game. First things first. How about my beloved Mighty Metropolitans taking four in a row, sweeping Los Cubbies. The little Cubbies. Sweeping them. You know, they came into that series with the best ERA in baseball. Not so much anymore, pal. When you score 13 runs, when you score eight runs in the first two innings, that's going to blow up somebody's ERA. Shout out to Wilmer Flores. Second Met ever to go six for six in a game, and he had two home runs. So uh, the other guy that did it, I believe, was uh, Edgardo Alfonso, who did it uh, in Houston. He did it in the Astrodome. And uh, he had three homers when Fonzie went six for six. Shout out to Wilmer Flores. The guy's looking over his shoulder. Because Jose Reyes is now, you know, in the minor leagues, the wife beater that he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of bringing back, you know, people who beat up their wives, I just don't think are, would be right for my ball club personally. Now, on the other hand, if the guy can come in and hit 350 and put up a bunch of home runs, there's a whole bunch of shit I'm willing to forgive. I really, right. I really, <laughs> you know, that's a standard thing. It's like, oh my god, there's you'll a holder. You'll hold her while, while he I, hits her. Well, I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about yeah. that. But I'm certainly willing to kind of look yeah. the other way for a minute or two until the season's you'll, over. You'll be an alibi. You'll testify. Oh, he was with me the whole time. He was know. with me the whole yeah. time, hitting 350. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. You know, it's one of those things when when you get the uh, the boat of Cuban immigrants coming across. People have to decide where you know the the dry land. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, let me tell you something. If one of those guys could throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, dry land would be wherever the fuck Steinbrenner says it is, okay? Dry land is like 45 miles off of Key West, okay? Because I'm going to build an island here because I want that picture. So, 
And it's all relative there. In any event, there was a really cool thing that went on yesterday. Uh, they had a game uh, at Fort Bragg. They had an actual baseball game. They built a 12,000, 13,000 person stadium in Fort, at Fort Bragg. They had like a golf course there that they weren't using. Um, it was overgrown. Nobody was, you know, it was just land that had been incorporated. Because Fort Bragg is like the largest military installation in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50,000, okay. I think. All right. I think there's 50,000 people actually at Fort Bragg or something like that. But it was a game between, it was a game I couldn't care less about, the Braves against the Marlins. But it was great to watch. It was one of the, I really hope that uh, Major League Baseball does this every year. They should have a 4th of July game, you know, 4th of July weekend, whatever that weekend is. They should have a game at Fort Bragg. One game a year. They should have it there. The NHL does their thing on New, on New Year's Day. They have their outdoor game. And that is dynamite. That's, that has, like, really become a thing. But this, because you're bringing it right to the troops. And, you know, I've said it before. I'm a pacifist. I don't like, you know, I think people who, you know, want violence as an initial means to conflict resolution or jackwads and stupid. But I got no problem with the troops. It's the people who send them to places that I got problems with. Yeah. But I think we should be taking care of them in any way, shape, and form that we can. And I think this is a great way to do it. It's baseball, for God's sakes. It is baseball. Bring it to the troops, baby. Bring the real game there. And they did. They brought a real, you know, it's no bullshit. And these guys are eating in the mess hall. And I'm, you know, I would imagine most people are like me. I turn into a 10-year-old around baseball players. Rock stars, couldn't care less. Politicians, other people in other sports, hockey players, bas- couldn't, baseball players, I revert right back to 10 years old. Please autograph my baseball. I just fall right back. I don't know. I love baseball, and I turn into an immediate kid. So what else is going on? Well, this one caught my eye. Governor of Russia's Kirov region detained in bribery case. There's mm. a very interesting article, actually, that's in the New Yorker. Um, the non-political political arrest of Nikita Belik in Russia. And uh, the governor of central Russia's Kirov region, who is Nikita Belik, um, has been detained in Moscow. <laughs> it's, it's interesting the way that, that this is released. You have to, the wording in this, because it was in Sputnik, or, uh, yeah, the... the Sputnik uh, agency and paper, the way they write it and then has it have it translated, it doesn't. They don't quite get it right. So, it's, has been detained in Moscow in the act of receiving a nearly four hundred fifty thousand dollar bribe. He was detained while in the act of doing it. Right off the bat, I know the wording isn't right, but it speaks yeah. volumes as to the kind of people that are there. It's right. The it's Russian, at least a sting. And there's something called the Russian Investigative Committee. They have the Russian, I guess that's their version of the FBI. Their spokesman said Friday, today, Russian investigative committee inspectors in cooperation with the FSB, which is basically their secret service, I guess, uh, those operatives caught Belik (laughs) red-handed while accepting a bribe in in a Moscow restaurant. Um, The guy that uh, gives all of the announcements for this, like their PR guy in Russia, a guy Mm -hmm. named uh, Vladimir Markin, who said he ruled out any political motives in the detention. Well, the thing is, is that this guy, Nikita Bellic, mm-hmm. is an outspoken opponent of Putin and the oligarchical, you know, 
Right. At the point of a gun. I mean, Putin is very well known for killing <laughs> dissenters. <laughs> Whether yeah, reporters, reporters, he just likes to poison them or he shoots yeah. them while they're walking down the street and hopes that, that the cameras don't get it. Plutonium or whatever that. You know? Yeah, right. They put plutonium in them. The, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you know, ha Now you've got cancer, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's like, that's ow, how it's going right. God damn. The other thing that uh, can you know, I I watched uh, Bill Maher. Nice to see him staying mm. on the bandwagon. Uh, Kansas, you know. I keep telling myself I'm not going to bring it up again this week. How many times yeah, can you bring up Kansas? Well, apparently I'd bring him up a few more times because Republicans offered to fix school equity problem by taking other school funds. They basically had a $900 million budget shortfall, you know, because they tried to do something that's been proven to not work for every, every other time it's been tried, trickle-down economics. Right. Yeah, that hasn't stopped them. That's not going to stop these guys from giving it their all. No. Uh, let me see what we got here. Sam Brownback signed legislation money to increase aid to poor school districts, an action that meets a court mandate. Okay, he wasn't going to do this shit on his own. Forget about no. it. No. No. Okay. It also ends a threat uh, that the state's public schools might have to shut down. The bill, which takes effect Friday, that was three days ago, mm-hmm. increases poor district, or no, actually a week, it was a week ago Friday, increases poor districts state funding $38 million for 2016-2017 by diverting funds from other parts of the state budget. <laughs> Basically, nice. these guys have no money. That's At the end of the day, that's what this matters. It also redistributes some funds from wealthier districts in line with the st- the state Supreme Court ruling last month. The court said that the state's school funding system remains unfair to poor districts, despite three rounds of changes in the past three years. What the, the Supreme Court, and by the way, the interesting thing is, is that the members of the Kansas Supreme Court are all put in there by Republicans. And even these guys are shooting down everything Brownback is putting up now. They can't take it anymore. Yeah. And so they finally, they had had enough. With his uh, educate, you know, taking money from education because there was no money because he gave it all to rich people in tax, you mm-hmm. know, tax right. rebates. He, you know, he cut taxes for everybody and for corporations, and now they have no money. They have a nine hundred million dollar right. budget shortfall. So, you know, the brilliance of it all, of course, is that he's not trying to come up with new funds. No, why would I want to do that? No, 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 no. I'll just take them from someplace else. Where it doesn't really exist. Right. The irony is he is taking money from a place where that money doesn't really exist. You know, the, the pixie dust thing. We'll be talking about that mm-hmm. later. How people manage to come up with $250 billion out of thin fucking air. Okay, which is exactly what's happening. The, the quote from this guy about the fiat, <laughs> the governmental fiat and Ponzi scheme, I believe is the way he puts it. Any event, you know what? Less yak, more groove. What do you think? I think so. All right. We keep it going with Shaolin Temple Defenders on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Burn! 
You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Enjoy. So dope that you just might choke. Don't bite on something that you can't chew. And don't trail behind when I'm coming through. Front in the field that you really can't feel. Cause you're trying to feel what's on my real terrain. A tree is growing. Can't you see what I see? A ripe new fruit to boot. We count to ten before we pass the coots. Now that's family. Equipped with the brothers and the sisters and the sisters and the brothers. And all the others with the funky flares. The burned out hairs. It's the life of Riley. I'm really ready. Gazing at the Gallifield rap. The cool June bugs, the wicks, the wax. Praise the rhythms for what it be. And praise the Lord for the JB. Isn't it cool when you cut your hand and the blood is red instead of sellout green? This is not music for an RB line. This is flower intertwined with a vine. In other words, this is rough. You see what I mean? Or see what Grandpa Bam saw? The funk we transmit is unstable. One condition if I am able to say. Yes, well, hey, let's get on with it. Vocal confetti is thrown sometimes spit it. Out the vents of hecklers and fans. Either which way they all hop on the band. The band, the band. Here comes the band. A tribe of fingers all on one hand. Me, myself, and I is dark. Moni love the mouthpiece is now yours to spark. Sister Moni, the only one here who missed the plane back to London. Resided with my brothers and I learned a lot from them. About the groove, how to be smooth and play funky. And sometimes right it, it's kind of funky, but it's cool. For we are beyond the stereotype. Coordination crazy, but still it sounds hype. Rocking up and on beat, and I do believe I'm right. You're right. Am I wrong? Yes. Yeah, Don't be mad, be glad I missed the plane. I'm staying with my brother's jungle soul and the tribe. I'm staying. Funky, funky rhymes that always stay in swing. I believe we're doing our own thing. All the trends from soul to soul on to loose ends, and our men sign groups like hell. Well, that's where the money's at, honey. Yeah, the industry's filled with copycats, RB mixed with sloppy raps. Tribes like us always open doors, but what for? So you can get yours, you ain't into it, all you want is profit. So I ask you, please, to stop it. Leave me alone, get off my bone, cause I'm doing my own. A new seed, a new breed, a new menu to feed the greed. A new pair of boots for a new piece of butt. Sweet daddy, are you there? Spinning back for a rap that's laid back. Ready to kick back, those give no slack. I may rock around, I may start the same, but still, I'm doing my own thing. In comes the mood of jungle and daisies. Play the same, let the vibes raise me. All hold hands and let's walk about. Form a circle and talk about. Don't follow the path that we're stepping. Truth to the soul is what I'm cramming. Reasons for this is the family stronger, like Bob Marley said. Seeing's believing, so seeing believe. 
and let the groove of the new proceed. A whole bunch of love, peace, signs, and fun. So let's do what's got to be done, you know?
Breathing. I told you it was in the sweet spot there. That's why I was at the window. I'm like, I'm skating to this Saturday. <laughs> 123. It's, in, it's We're in at 123 zone. BPMs. Right. Between between one one twenty and one thirty is the zone, the skate zone. That's it. And and because because uh, skate music, I mean, you can dance to a lot of different tempos, but the 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 flow of skating kind of confines you. You know the the weight of the wheels and a little bit slower than and it's right there. It's perfect. There you go. A little ministry getting our uh, industrial yeah. twirl on, but that was before they went full on industrial. And we decided that we hate those artists that hate their earlier work. Right. We hate those we guys. Liked Fuck the, you. Yeah. I, I remember like getting that. Yeah. That was during my tower days. Came out around eighty five. And that's all day for ministry. The B side was uh, every day. Every day is Halloween. And so yeah. what you got were four. You got four different songs on that. You got two versions of each song. It was you know one of those EPs where they like they have the remix and then they have the remix of the remix. <laughs> so, you know, hey, it's you ministry. can't get too many mixes Jorgens, as far as I'm. Jorgensen's out of his freaking mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you think the boy? You think the boy on the good ship? He's, He's just addled. There's no point in just saying like. <laughs> Sterno. Sterno. That's what you're doing, Sterno. You're doing like uh, the stuff <sighs> they use for, for coolant and you know, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, you, you know, ministry kind of went off. I mean, Jesus Built My Hot Rod, pretty cool stuff. Sure. Like that stuff. But that's part of that whole Chicago thing mm. that came out. So you've got Pig Face, uh, right. which, you know, Jorgensen was originally in, we were talking about this earlier, was originally in My Life with Throat Kill Cult. Mm. And that's one of my favorites. I love those guys. I can, you know, I've played tons of stuff by them before, and I will play more in the future because Lord knows they've got a lot of stuff out there. And just like uh, a band like Pig Face, which is a kind of an amalgam of uh, these, you know, various people from Chicago, was started by the guys in ministry. You've got, if you go and look up, like, who's been in ministry, what do you have, like 50 people? Yeah. Seriously, that's not not hyperbole. 50, 50 is about a good number. Like, pig face like the band Chicago since you've been to Chicago. Yeah, right. Well, Everybody's been in there. Yeah, and and pig face probably got like a hundred. Okay, you know, various members over the course of the years. I don't know how they put all these people in, but they do. A little ministry there before that. The Jungle Brothers doing our own. Dang, that's from Down by the Forces of Nature, which is their second album. That one came out. The first one didn't do nearly as well. Uh, the first Jungle Brothers uh, album didn't do as well. The second album man took off. Oh, yeah, before that, there we go. <laughs> Getting our uh, Abe Ferrara swirl on right there from King of New York. <laughs> Telling him, you know, it's his time now. That's what you do. You want to you take over, okay, the drug business in New York. All you got to do is walk into a little uh, social club down on Carmine Street in mm. Lily and blow away whoever happens to be sitting at the head of the table <laughs> and you too can run the drug business in New York so okay, that's how that works? Frank White I believe is the name of the character and for that Robert Gordon doing a Be- uh, Beatles tune Run For Your Life that that's from an album called The Lost Album uh, The Lost Album Plus excuse me and that came out in 1980 and originally he recorded that he was uh Signed, you know, he had a contract. Robert Gordon's another one of these guys. You know, from personal experience, I can tell you, he's a little out there. But when he does music like this, when he wants to rockabilify, mm-hmm. okay, you like that? There's your word of the day. I've rockabilified it. I'm going to look it up on Urban Dictionary. Trademark. And he had recorded that for an album 
that he was contracted to do, I guess, by what was labeled as uh, RCA, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't like it. They didn't like that. There were a couple of songs, uh, that and another, I think he did an Elvis Presley cover, and they, the, the label didn't like it. So he replaced those songs, and then he came out with another album of all the songs that these people at RCA didn't like. <laughs> he put out that album called The Lost Album Plus, and that's on it. And it's great. Uh, his, you know, that, that version of Run For Your Life, I think it's fabulous. And kicking off the set, Shaolin Temple Defenders Watch Your Step from Chapter 2, Get the Spirit. Those guys out of France. Funk from France. Done right. I love Sha- Shaolin Temple Defenders. All right. Go out. Get, uh, there's Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. Uh, those are their, their first two CDs. Both of them. Start to finish. Foot tapping. Funky funky groovy stuff from france Mm. which freaks me out but there it is there it is so we're gonna do a little brexitology there's bracketology for all you ncaa fans we're gonna do a little brexitology here because um when the, the thing that i noticed of all the things um that came out of britain uh voting to split the EU was how similar the people who voted mm. were huh? yeah. are to, to Trump supporters. supporters. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is to say, it all sounds good when somebody's yeah. giving you the uh, rhetoric, yeah. when somebody is giving you knee-jerk type yeah. stuff to, you know, the... the hyperbole and vitriol. We're good. They suck. Vote my way. I will do something you like. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, ooh, we like you. That's that's pretty much what it came down to. And I had a whole thing. I've got something for a couple of shows from now we're going to do. It's a whole Jamie Dimon thing. There was a, he, Jamie Dimon, uh, Goldman Sachs guy, or J.P. Moore. I don't know. I think it's Goldman Sachs. He uh, um, did an interview with CNN's money, CNN money. And it's, it's very interesting stuff. It's, it's very telling. But this one, uh, I caught an interview from a guy named Max Kaiser. I uh, get a thing in my email of the Kaiser Report. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't understand how uh, international banking and finance and these kind of things work, it can be a bit, you know, all right, I have no idea what he's talking about. And even if I did, I'd fall asleep. I, on the other hand, get into this shit. I eat it up with a spoon. I love it. It's the numerical minutia. That mm-hmm. I love so much. So this guy gave an interview uh, shortly afterwards, and I had written down a whole bunch of stuff, um, particularly about gold, which I think is going to go through the roof because that is a fear-driven commodity. Gold is driven by fear. Okay, it's the classic hedge against inflation, and so gold prices now I think it's like thirteen hundred an ounce. Gold should be, and I'm dead fucking serious about this. Right now, gold should not be more. Than eight hundred dollars an ounce. It is literally a third to a half of its value is is fear driven, okay, mm-hmm. and nothing more, nothing more. So I've got this. Uh, I I trimmed down part of this. I want to play this thing. This uh, this is an interview that Max Kaiser did with RT Network. So let's listen to this, and then we'll talk about what he's got to say afterwards. And once you, in particular, George, you're going to pay attention to the, the final part of this, where he where he starts talking about. Um, ways of buying things like with Bitcoin. 
yeah. that are not that have nothing to do with the government stuff like that. He gets into that. It's very interesting stuff. So this is Max Kaiser interview. We'll get back to this in a second. Go ahead. Economists are saying, ironically, the UK regions that voted for Leave, uh, ironically, were the most dependent on EU subsidies. Take the, the the regions in Wales, for example, which quite surprisingly voted. Uh, for the leave option. Why would they do that? Surely that's uh, biting the hand that feeds them. Well, I I live in the UK and uh, you really have to live there to understand how hated David Cameron and George Osborne are and their programs of austerity (laughs) and their sloganeering of we're all in it together. Uh, To Ed's point about the yen rising, sure, there is systemic risk and the yen is a harbinger of potential systemic risk and we'll see whether they come in and force the yen back down, as has been the history now for the past 20 years, as the yen has become the funding currency for this global Ponzi scheme we call the neoliberal model. But uh, up north in the UK, they, they, they have a palpable hatred for Westminster. And this is a huge win, ultimately, for Russia, Germany, gold and Bitcoin. The center of the financial world will move toward Frankfurt. Uh, the ability to impose sanctions on Russia, coordinated by the UK, will diminish. Gold is now firmly back in a bull market, which is going to put pressure on all fiat currencies around the world. And Bitcoin, of course, is also in a bull market. This is going to put pressure on governments to mandate economic policy when people have a, a, a way to completely divorce themselves from all institutions, financial institutions, and work exclusively in cryptocurrency. Yeah, and as someone who's from up north in England, I'd have to echo those thoughts and say Max is probably right with all that. Um, and also know, Max, that you, you're a particular fan of Mark Carney, so I'll ask you about the, uh, the Bank of England governor, who's whipped out his £250 billion to steady the markets. One, where does he get that money from? And two, will it work? Well, he gets it from his magic bag of pixie dust, where central banks are able to print money that's uncollateralized and simply inject that into the economy in ways where somehow it never makes it into the real economy. Wages never go up, but asset prices for the elite could be property in London, it could be fine art, it could be chateaus in France. Those prices keep going higher. So it's really a financially engineered um, class war that is coordinated principally by the central banks and certainly in the UK, Mark Carney is class warrior in chief. And now the public, they have their first chance to kick Cameron in the teeth. George Osborne, they kick him in the teeth. They've done so. They, there are obviously going to be enormous consequences, but they feel like they can get through it. Yeah, that's what they feel like. That is uh, Max Kaiser basically telling it the way it is. You've been talking about this for ages, you know, about how people, you know, you start getting the banks and the governments out of your uh, ability to use money. Right. You give them something real. You give them something real. Yeah. You know, the banks. And they put a line down, and uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in an electrical ledger, okay, that, that only has value if other people recognize that, that line. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that created, it's he really, talks about it's, the it's fiat based. It's faith based. Fiats. Right, right. And it it's is, a Ponzi it's, scheme. It's, it is a Ponzi scheme, and, and it's and it's pixie dust. It uh, is, and it's and it's and it's faith based because you you just rely on you you're just hoping like because remember the Confederacy and all those Confederate dollars that Granny had in a trunk. 
you know, the Confederate dollars, uh, you, you know, in the early days of the Confederacy, they they swapped you out. Yeah. They, you know, they they traded, you know, uh, you know, U.S. dollars for Confederate dollars. And hey, so so this whole money as a representation of a real thing. Well, now it's you know, even what what's really made it. You know, you're now looking at a situation like that on steroids because we live in the computerized era. And the perfect example are derivatives. You're talking about a I don't even know what the what the, uh, the stated value of all derivatives are. OK, but it's it's hundreds of trillions of dollars in an unregulated global market that exists only in computers. It doesn't exist right. anywhere else. There's nothing real people, fucking behind. There's nothing there. And it's you know what it is. Right. It's literally, it is the newest, it's, it's basically pie-gal poker, mm-hmm. okay? It, it, what they did is the, the Wall Street, basically the casino that is Wall Street said, we need a new way, just like a regular casino does. Mm-hmm. They bring in a new game, okay, for mm-hmm. everybody to try. Pie-gal poker, what the fuck is poker? I know poker. Yeah. Pie-gal poker, what is it, three cup, what, what? Well, it exists somewhere else. So they're going to bring it here. Derivatives, if you literally shut off all the entire derivative market, I mean, took a switch and went and clicked it off, it would have no effect. Mm-hmm. Not right. Because whatever your position is, is what your position is. It's a zero-sum mm-hmm. game. Okay? But there's nothing real there. There's nothing tangible sure. there. And sure. he talks about fiat currencies. The Japanese yen, ironically, which they're... Earlier in the conversation, they were talking about how the Japanese yen has been going up. There, there were some other interesting lines. Are, are uh, they collateralized? The yen is that the that yen is not. No, system? they're they're printing out more and more money. And ironically, mm. their currency is the value of their currency is going up, which they don't want it to do. It's having a negative effect. And what's really ironic here? There's a great quote from a guy. I should find it in here. I wrote it down. I'll. Basically, what he said was he thought it was ridiculous that because this just happened, uh, Great Britain had its bond rating downgraded. It's it's no longer mm. AAA. It doesn't have the highest rating you can get from the rating agencies. And of course, the rating agencies we're talking about are S and P, Moody's. These are the people that give ratings to states, governments, institutions as to what. Their confidence is are they AAA, double A? Mm. The guy said, "You know what." This is ridiculous. First things first, the rating agencies have been basically debunked as completely in the pocket. So who cares what they have to say? Mm. They they rated all that stuff in 2006 as AAA, and it was garbage. So who cares what they have to say? Right. He said what's really ridiculous is that they said in an interview, S&P said in an interview, that it would have no effect on the ratings of any of the other members of, of the EU, but that Great Britain which is still the world's sixth largest economy and has great trading yeah. uh, deals <clears throat> with countries all over the world. It's a, it's, you know, their economy, actually, as far as ratings and, and that kind of thing, is actually in pretty good shape. And what was ironic is that they got downgraded, but countries like Italy, Spain, Greece, they're going up. Mm-hmm. Their bond valuation, yeah. okay, versus, you know, the... the uh, the uh, you know what you get back on it versus the rate, so they go in opposite directions. They're going that's going up. So their their bond ratings, their bond valuation is going up. And the guy's like, this is truly there's it's just 
There's no logic behind this. These are the countries that, you know, had so much austerity, they're pissing in the wind at this point just to take a shower. Okay, mm-hmm. forget water. Okay, Spain, Italy, Greece, all go up. England goes down. This is what happens when you have an entire planet that doesn't understand what the fuck is going on. And so they react knee-jerk and viscerally. Mm-hmm. He even called it. He said it's a knee-jerk reaction doing this. Now, we need to remember a few things. One, okay, this is a two-year process. Okay, The Dow Jones plummeted, as did all the markets, Okay, after the vote came in. Now, the vote mm-hmm. was on a Thursday, came in on a Friday, so we had the entire weekend to stew about it. Then you had Monday and Tuesday where it went down. And guess what? Guess what happened after that? Mm-hmm. It's right back to where it was. And literally, it was mm-hmm. like a speed bump, except it goes okay. the other way. But it's, it took less than a week for the markets to get back to where they were before. Why? Because the markets don't give a shit about this. That was just, that was all, uh, you know, that was just a sudden reaction to something where everybody suddenly steps back and goes, okay, hold on a second. What's our long-term position going to be? Because this is a long-term thing. It's a mm-hmm. two-year thing that's going to take for them to get out. Okay? And ironically, as Max points out, it's the people who depended the most on all of the EU handouts and stuff Okay, mm-hmm. that voted to basically get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they didn't understand. It was you know the next day. What was the number one search on Google? What oh, is the hysterical. EU? I know. And, and yeah, and, and what will you do? You do be leaving due to me exactly. So things that I think you should be looking out for: gold, gold, and and I'll tell you, start watching Fox because what I love is that Fox News is the only place where these uh, companies that try and sell you gold, the William Devane. Mm-hmm. You know, what's in your safe? You want to know what's in my fucking safe? All right. Money. Certificates of deposit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stuff that can be. He's like, buy gold. I'm like, that's how gold gets up in price. Is by these guys stoking fear. So keep an mm-hmm. eye on gold because it's a harbinger of fear. It's a fear-based commodity. What really stood out to me is how much... The people, when they were interviewed, who voted in England, in the north of England, in the hardcore working districts, uh, the northern part of England, Wales, the, the, the big votes to stay were all in the – were London. London, mm. uh, not Liverpool, but Manchester, um, Leeds to a certain degree. Okay, the, the more – you know, where, where, there's, where there's people who wear suits – People who shower yeah. before work, not after work. <laughs> you understand? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. These are people, the places where people who shower the before they go to work. Yeah. yeah. People who shower before they go to work wanted to stay. People who voted, shower after work voted to leave. Except the people who shower after work didn't understand what it meant. Right. It just sounded good. And the day afterwards, these guys are like, oh, well, we didn't really mean what we put on the side of the bus. We're going to get three. Yeah. Let's get back $350 million for our for our health service. Yeah, oh, well, I, I didn't really mean it. What do you mean you didn't mean it? That was – that and immigration. We were speculating. Yeah, that and immigration yeah. Were, were the two big things. And, you know, when I hear what these people have to say, it reminds me so much yeah. of the Trumpers and Trumpettes that are out there. It is all about how great it sounds when it's, you know, when it's said in front of a microphone. And, you know, there's the, the – classic Cuomo line, we uh, campaign in poetry, but we mm-hmm. govern in prose. Right. 
Okay. Now, in Donald Trump's, uh, for as far as Donald Trump's concerned, okay, <laughs> poetry and prose, I don't think he would come into it. We campaign in vitriolic hatred, okay, mm. and we hope to govern, okay, by having somebody else do shit for us because there's no way he can do it for himself. He's in this for him. This is this is like right. this is basically the greatest, you know, PR job ever. He's, oh, Ron Reagan Jr. Here, you heard his quote, right? He's no, like, no, no one should. But because they were talking about Trump, and he goes, by by the way, I just I, you know because we're talking about this as if it was were a serious campaign or something. Uh, I, I just I hope we all understand that Donald Trump is a charlatan and he's yeah. running and he's running a scam. Yeah, and, and, and I already said that. if you sure. vote for him, it's a sucker bet. This is a sucker bet as sure as any I've ever. This is a sucker bet. Everybody who thinks they're going to get what they you know what right. they want from them, they're not. He's not qualified to be president of the PTA. Yeah, you know. He'll, 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 there's a great quote. He'll from, rip off the PTA. There's <laughs> a great quote from James Garner, who's the vice president of the Screen Actors Guild, when Ronald Reagan was the president. He goes, he said, when Reagan started running for president, <laughs> Garner goes, I can't believe people are going to vote for this guy. He wasn't qualified to be the, the uh, president of, this, of SAG. We mm-hmm. had to write all his speeches for him. You know, James Garner had that one down. But, you know, he sounds good. Let's build up the national, you know, it's July 4th. Rah, rah, rah. And don't sure, get, yeah, and I uh, love America. Okay, shirt. let's let's just get a few things straight. I love America. I, we're two hundred forty years old. I believe old in America. I love America. <laughs> I love America. That's right. Despite what this <laughs> undertaker says, you know, I like a good American. I went, yeah, I went to the police. I, I went to the police. They, he went free he that very free. day. This, he smiled at me. He, he smiled. smiled, smiled at me. Suspended the sentence. Suspended the sentence. <laughs> that was it. You know, people, all these people out there, they, they think Trump's going to be good for him. He's a businessman. He's a negotiator. He's a, shut the fuck up. He's a three-card money dealer. That's all he is. He's he's a shitty-ass version of P.T. Barnum. He's P.T. Oh, Barnum without the brain. He wishes, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a wannabe P.T. Barnum. Wannabe. P.T. Yeah. Barnum was a legitimate uh, politician. Sure. Right. He was a, a state senator, a mayor. P.T. Barnum was a smart guy. Absolutely. A quotable smart guy. First guy who had the largest museum yeah. in the world at one point. Sure. It was P.T. Barnum's in New York, man. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where he had all these. He would bring in all kinds of stuff. You know, but of course, he never actually said, there's a sucker born every minute to take him. That's attributed right. to him, but it's not actually him. I don't know who actually did no, say no. it, unfortunately. I, but let's give it to Yogi Berra. Let's <laughs> give it to him. Right. Um, there's a term that I It's called Euroskepticism. Traditionally, the main source of Euroscepticism has been the notion that integration weakens the nation state and desire and a desire to slow halt or reverse integration within the EU. Well, we're certainly hearing that here. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't let this group in, don't let that group in. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's worry about you start that's that's the slippery slope. Mm. Okay, forget all this other that's the slipperiest of slopes. You don't want you want to build a big wall from San Diego down to Corpus Christi or, you know, down to Brownsville or wherever mm-hmm. it's down there, okay? You know, the edge of Texas. The edge of nowhere, it might as well be. That's yeah. great. Except you got two problems. One, it's not going to stop drugs because these guys are shipping them in through the tunnels. And two, right. I hope you know how and, to grow and, your own vegetables and, the, and fruit. And the migrants. Yeah. I hope you know how to, I, I hope you know how to grow your own fruit and vegetables. Because you build, you know, you start saying, these guys are doing jobs. I I am really growing tired of 
people saying they're taking our jobs. No, they're not. Because if they weren't here, you wouldn't do that job. Well, uh, I don't think people are talking about the lettuce picking jobs, but they're in construction. And <clears throat> and um, with all due respect to what people might think that a illegal immigrant might do, that includes a lot of technical jobs, even sure. even a lot of white collar jobs. There, there are then make them legal right, for Christ's right. sake. Well, and and uh, and there you go. I mean, it's a it's a scapegoat thing anyway, yeah. and it's a very simple. Don't it, listen. There's there's. I don't think any anybody anybody this side of sanity will agree that rounding up 11 million people is is a logistical possibility. Yeah. But what is a possibility is finding the people that are hiring them is just requiring employers to have a legal Meat employee. Meat packing and the, okay? the chicken because and all those way food places. Fewer people because let me tell you something. Who's hiring uh, undocumented laborers? Is it you? No. Is it me? No. Uh, who, it's, I don't have a garden. It's the Republican factory owner, the construction company owner, the factory farm owner, the people that don't want to pay a laborer a living wage. And they're all voting Republican. These are all – right, and they're all voting Republican. That's the ironic who, part. Who are – like for when, when the very first slave ship showed up, you know, some people – Thought that it was a good idea, economically speaking. Sixteen twenty-five, right. six. Sure, somewhere in there. There were American farmers, and up until that point, they had to f- hire farm hands to get the crops sure. in. Sure, uh, they did some quick math there on the docks that day. I don't have to hire a farm hand. I just need to buy feed for this two-legged thing that I'm buying over here. And and the slave labor. Yeah. And and the the farmers that had a conscience and said, I don't think that owning a person is wrong. How many years did it take for them to be priced out of business by the people that did adopt the more economic business model? And here we are, fast forward to today, the same shit's going on. I don't want to pay an American a fair living wage, so I'm going to do something immoral. Yes. All right? So let's round those assholes up. Let's start putting those assholes in jail and watch how quickly these problems sorts itself out. A- Men, yeah. you know what? I got nothing to add to that. I have like literally, got I, literally I, got, <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. I don't. I swear to God. We're going to keep the groove going with Kenny Smith and the Love Lighters on the Groove It Down on SoFloRadio.com.
nothing I couldn't feel sometimes. Pound of bacon, a pound of beans, collard greens, and black and Like a fat rat in a cheese factory with no cats around. You know, I'm a girl watcher. Oh!
When the DA's office investigated the sudden death of Artie Clay, they found that he left a $13 million estate. How do you explain that? Then there's Larry Wong, who owned half of Chinatown when he passed away. Larry used to rent his tenements to Asian refugees, his own people, for $800 a month to share a single toilet on the same floor. How about King Tito? He had 13-year-old girls hooking for him on a street. Those guys are dead because I don't want to make money that way. Emil Zappa, the Mata brothers, they're dead because they were running the city into the ground. You expected to get away with killing all these people? I spent half my life in prison. I never got away with anything, and I never killed anybody that didn't deserve it. Who made you judge and jury? Well, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. You're quite hostile. I got a right to be hostile, man. My people been persecuted.
hostile.
Bad Liquor Pond. There you go. Some interesting stuff there. That is Apocalyptic Love Jam from Blue Smoke Orange Sky. Dude, these guys are out of Baltimore. It came out, in, uh, came out a few years ago. Right? I think it was 2012. Interesting stuff. There's a, there's a whole genre of music uh, with these guys. Uh, uh, Black Motorcycle Club. Uh, there's a bunch of bands out there. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Some of it can get a bit... Yeah. Goes on and on and on. But there are some real choice nuggets out there, if you will. You know, I do the work, so you don't have to. That's, you know, you don't have to listen to the whole goddamn thing. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you the best of it right here at the Groove It Down, baby. Save you the time. All right? You like it? There's more where that came from. You don't? Hey, I don't know what you're listening to the show for. <laughs> Before that, interesting, Prophets of Rage by Public Enemy. But that is the DJ Linov version this guy dj linov is one of these guys out of uh he's eastern european somewhere he's probably here in america now mm. um but he does you know dj linov versus so and so and he'll come out that one's got that kind of you know uh p did a whole bunch of stuff with anthrax so that's got that feel to it that particular version it's got that anthrax feel to it for that another clip from king of new york chris walker talking about how you know yeah, he's the judge of jury. It's, it's yeah. a difficult job, but somebody's got to do it. <clears throat> it's like the fact, he's like, what makes you think you're going to get away with killing these people? He's like, I never get away with anything. I spent half my life in jail. He's like, yeah. I never killed anybody that didn't deserve it, which I always thought was interesting. For that, the ensorcialization goes unabated. Calibro 35, summertime killer. And kicking off the set, Kenny Smith and the Love Lighters. It's an interesting little track. Go for yourself. It's not on... Uh, they didn't actually come out with an album. That was actually a 45 that was released back in 69 on Flow Row uh, Records, which was a, a small label in Ohio. Um, there is a uh, uh, compilation that came out called Cold Heat Heavy Funk Rarities from 6874. Um, and that... Uh, Kenny Smith and the Love Lighters are on that. Plus, there's a bunch of other great stuff in that. Favorite line in that, like a fat rat in a cheese factory, no cats around. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what it means. I think I know what it means, but it just sounds good when that guy says it. You know, in the middle of that song, it just sounds absolutely perfect. Hey, time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Bumper to a bumper. A-S-E certified getting that one right now thank god after after over a year of getting it wrong i'm finally i'm committed practice makes perfect i am committed well i practiced the wrong thing and i got that i, I got that, i nailed that down i was totally wrong for ages uh dave the entire crew over there they get the job done right my car's running like a dream so I can tell you that they're doing something right because I don't know jack shit about cars. My car's running great, and that's all because of Dave. I'll tell you, this is when we do the uh, shredding. Yes. And there is a, a very cool article that came out on a site called, let me see, teamrock.com, and it's about a record label called Shrapnel Records, which was a label that came out in the 80s. They got bought out by, uh, I think, Mascot um, bought out a lot of their their uh their repertoire um but in the 80s these guys were like the shredding label they had a uh, paul gilbert um he was in racer he went on mm -hmm. racer x he's you know shredder i've played it all these guys i've played on the show before marty friedman 
I just played something by him. He was guitar player for uh, Megadeth for a very long time. Ingve Malmsteen, Greg Howe. I played all these guys. They were all on Shrapnel Records. It's a very interesting article. So if you're interested in uh, finding out about some of the roots of uh, shredding, uh, at least modern-day shredding. Uh, you know, the original shredder, still Lonnie Mac, guitar player's guitar player right there. But um, these guys, you know, the the Joe Satriani's of the world and, and all that. I mean, these guys, you know, whoever the big new swinging dick of the shredding world is, everybody, everybody fawns over them. Back then in the 80s, though, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have, you know, we an MTV... <gasps> Yeah, was, was bubblegum music. You know, it was how much REO Speedwagon. It, it was I whatever they had. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have jerk, a lot. So. Yeah. I remember, like, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Like, yeah. every song was made mm. into a video because they needed them. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, we talk about bigotry. You know what's interesting? Hmm. Despite the fact that they didn't have a lot of stuff to play, MTV had to be threatened by hmm. CBS into playing Michael Jackson. CBS said they'd pull. It was CBS or Sony, whoever hmm. was doing See, when, when uh, Michael Jackson came out with uh, Off the Wall, mm. um, his label had to threaten MTV. Wow. And they said, if you don't play this, we'll pull all our artists. Wow. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is that you overcome that bigotry and look what happens. He becomes the largest freaking star in the world, you know, right there and then. And I remember, you know, back then he was good. He mm. was still my, he was still black. Yeah, I like Off the Wall. I do too. I we used got to, it. We got it here. In the I used to skate <laughs> when I used to skate at Walman Rink. They played two albums: "Off the Wall" mm-hmm. and "The Wall" by Pink Floyd. That's what I used to ice skate to because you you could go for like six hours. You could pay one price if you were under eighteen. You could you go for six hours. You could go and skate all day. So we would go skate all day at Walman Rink. Me and some of the other skater thugs. <laughs> we would skate thugs. We had our own little area over there. We had our own area like to the. To the west side of the rink, it was mm-hmm. the northwest side of the rink. That was our area, man. We could hang out there. It was great. So I skate that. In any event, that's just another, you know, another perfect representation of bigotry, mm-hmm. you know, coming into play. Like, you know, we're not going to play the black guy. Why? What? You think Ario Speedwagon and the Buggles are that good? I mean, hey, I like Ario Speedwagon to a certain degree, but shit. Put Michael Jackson on there, fucking. That's what made MTV for Christ's sake. This goes to show you overcome bigotry and racism and prejudice, and good things happen. Good things happen. You know what that means, though. It's time for the drive grooving. Yeah, I got shredders for you. I got them. I got shredders. You ready? I'm ready. We're gonna kick it off with Living Color. Okay, a little Vernon Reed get your motor running on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
yeah, liquid tension experiment. That's how you get it done. Petrucci, who else is in that? Mike Portnoy. Tony Levin on bass is actually not playing bass. He's playing something called a Chapman stick. And uh, Jordan Rudis on keyboards. This is one of these bands. That this entire progressive rock thing has become incestuous at this point. This is one of the, the outgrowths um, of the fact that they, you know, these guys can't make money anymore selling CDs. They have to keep joining bands and touring they're continuous so the circle of people you know you have the dream theater quotient the dixie dregs quotient the rudis morgenstein project quotient then you've got portnoy and flying colors with steve morris is also in a dixie drag it just goes around and around and around and now of course you know from dream theater where's petrucci john young from Dream Theater's in the Jelly Jam, which also has Rob Morgenstein, who's also with the Morgenstein Rudis Project, who's also with the Dixie, Dixie Dregs. It just goes around and around and around. It's just an entire, there's like this group of maybe 30, 40, 50 of these incredible musicians. And, you know, they're into progressive rock and they just keep forming new bands and coming out with new music. That's Liquid Tension Experiment. Uh, that's from 99. Uh, what is that? That's Acid Rain. There's a great live concert that these guys did at bb kings they did two shows one night they did a a late show it started like midnight and you can see it on youtube they actually made like a real video it's not one of these bootlegs it's a, it's a really good you know, it's high quality it's hd they shot it well and everything and if you're into this kind of stuff i highly recommend that the uh, live liquid tension experiment from bb uh, kings in new york before that brian setzer Orchestra Trouble Train from Songs from Lonely Avenue. That came out a few years ago. Brian Setzer, one I've played tons of his stuff before. I love him. The beauty of one man and a, and a guitar. He's very underrated um, and undervalued, I think, as, a, uh, as just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guitar player. The scope of things that he's played, but just... The beauty of it, the crispness he gets out of that. Before that, Praxis, yeah, Aftershock from Transmutation, which was the first uh, Praxis, you know, first version of uh, Bill Laswell's uh, band there. And that's, uh, as I said, it's got Bootsy Collins, Bernie Worrell, and Brains, the uh, drummer from Primus, and Bam Bam. Uh, doing the uh, doing a little mixing and scratching on the wheels of steel. He's from a Jungle Brothers, so it's really the killer bees. You've got Bootsy, Bill Laswell, Bernie Worrell, Brains, and Bam Bam. It's the killer bees. Praxis transmutation, great stuff. I'm kicking it off, living color, sunshine of my love. That actually uh, isn't on any uh, a living color uh, album. It was from the soundtrack. Uh, from the movie True Lies, which I love. I like that movie. I don't give a yeah, shit what anybody says. Nothing said. wrong with that movie. I'll give you another yeah. movie that that never. I it was just on recently, and I caught maybe a half hour of it. I was flicking through the channels. Last Action Hero. That's the one yeah. where the kid mm-hmm. tears the ticket, and then all of a sudden he winds up in in movie world. So right. it's like the bullets never run out, mm-hmm. and then, it's a, the you know the concept behind that. Was really really well done. Very underrated movie. I love that film. True Lies, another one. Great soundtrack, a killer mm-hmm. soundtrack to True Lies. That's Living Color. Vernon Reed, part of the BRC. I used to be able to see in the Black Rock Coalition. Those guys. The tie in there is that basically it was a lot of the guys from the BRC that got together at Irving Plaza in New York and had a fundraiser for Bernie Worrell and. I said it last week. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say it again because it also applies to the troops. 
it, it's a crying. It's 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 crime. It's a crime that our troops who get sent abroad to fight wars on behest of other people, when they come back, those same people aren't willing to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Bertie Worrell is responsible for so much great music, it is almost mind-boggling. It, it really, look him up. Go go look him up on like you know, Wikipedia or something, and then take a look at all the things he's been in. And at the end of his career, this is the guy who wrote and recorded all the instruments for Flashlight. Yeah. He wrote Flashlight and recorded it himself. Okay? And he needed to have a benefit to pay his medical bills. Medical bills are the number one cause of bankruptcy mm-hmm. in this country. Yet, somehow, I have friends of mine who are like, you're not entitled to medical bills. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to buy insurance. You know what? You really, you're right. You shouldn't. But if you, you cut your arm off by accident, a really bad chainsaw, you know, mm-hmm. problem, okay? When you walk in a hospital, when you walk in the emergency room, that other arm better be carrying a big fucking bag of cash, motherfucker. Because otherwise, what you are is siphoning off of my tax dollars, right. scumbag. So I just think it's horrible. At the you know, this is a, Bernie Wells is one of the greats. He's one of the greats. He is acknowledged as one of the great, one of the founding members of Parliament Funkadelic. Like I need to tell you anything else? He's one of the founding members of P Funk. <clears throat> That's it. And he needed a fundraiser yeah, just to help keep him alive a little longer because he just couldn't afford after all these years. You know, it's not like he was broke. It was just so expensive. And I don't know. I I read about stuff like that. It it really, I don't know, makes you think a little bit. Hey, next show, which is in two weeks, you're going to be away. But right. the show's gonna the show, show goes on. The show goes on. I am gonna put together a kind of a greatest hits thing. The, I have uh, put together a folder. I've got about two thirds of it filled right now, and it's gonna be mo- basically two hours of songs that have really stood out to me. Not necessarily new, but they were new to me. Mm-hmm. They were new to me. So some of it's some of it's recently recorded. Some of it's stuff that I just happen to have only recently become aware of, mm-hmm. even though it was recorded earlier and. There's a lot of music out there, Grooveteers. There is a lot of it. A lot. You know, just like with politics, go and quest. Don't take the radio's word for it. Don't do that. Right. Don't don't click on your FM dial and think they know what's going on. It's, days, that's never been less true right. than it is right now. FM radio is, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. I don't know uh, what it is anymore. Where uh, NPR is, and uh, yeah, right. That's it. I find a good jazz station. I find a good college college stations are still good. Oh yeah, they're still getting it done. But you got to go below ninety two. I can't get it. Everything is below ninety two. Eighty eight five. Yeah, eighty eight five WVUM, and I can't pick it up up here. Bummer, dude. Yeah. So I'm going to be putting together that show. We're going to come in the studio and. uh, Get that puppy railed up. So that's going to be in two weeks. Back at our regular time again, of course. Mm. We do want to get out of here. I'm going to finish off the show, you know, the way I like to finish it off, with a, with a really dynamite version of, a, of the song America, which was written by Simon and Garfunkel. But this is the Yes version, which I think is far superior. And don't get me wrong. I actually kind of like the Simon and Garfunkel version. All right. It's not bad. Nope. But it ain't as good as this, man. There's no way it's as good as this. So to everybody out there, please, you know, be safe. All right? Be 
safe. We're going to go out. We're going to blow shit up. We're going to. This is one of those holidays I always worry about people because it's that that really nasty combination of booze and explosives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And it I never am. ends. You know, tomorrow we're going to be waking up and we're going to hear the stories. And I am begging everybody who listens to this show don't be a headline. Do not be a headline. Please be safe out there on the roads. Don't blow yourself up. Do us all a favor, all right? Because I don't have that many listeners. Right. And I need you. Just mentioned the insurance thing. We don't want them costing us money. Yeah, well, I just don't want any of, you know, my, my dozens of listeners. I can't I can't spare any. I can't spare any of my dozens of So please, I beg of you, take care of yourself. As always, though, for myself and George, it's a happy July 4th. Peace. Aloha. Good night, Mom.
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 